Because I guess you were a kid when they came when our films came I out. I was, yeah. You're right. So we sort of made them for you, and it was it was. That's it was right. An they were made for us. For, to make bitty, those movies. It's, you know, I'm like glad he's saying says, that. Like, when, when, you, when you step into this world, it's a big deal. It's, it's like scary. And then, and then <sighs> those films were critically not liked very much, or they, were, they weren't written very nicely about, you know, by the critics. But what, did, what we didn't hear no. at the time was people your age, that, that your generation, we now meet those people now who really love our films, you know. Yeah, yeah that's right. Us, like, yeah. It's taken us 15 years to hear something. <laughs> and it's so nice. It's really nice. It's, it's changed my outlook on, on my relationship with Star Wars. It's different because of that, I think. So sweet. Because um, we put our heart and soul into them, and they were difficult to make because they were, you know, they were all, the second one, the third one, there was so much green screen and blue screen because George was, was pushing into this new realm that he had designed, that he, right. he was responsible for ILM, and he wanted to, he wanted to max out that technology, but that meant for us that we were very much on blue screens and green screens, and it was it was hard work. And to do that and be passionate about it, and then for the films not to be very well received was was really <laughs> tough. So it's really lovely to have this new relationship with them now, and I'm glad that. Uh, and then and watching them again, I hadn't seen them since they came out. You know, mm. what in preparation for this show to watch them again was yeah. really cool. I like them, you know. I like them. Our episode wow. three is really good. It's a really good movie, and it's a, it's, it's a phenomenal film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Non-stop action. Yeah, yeah. that's the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> high ground. Yeah. Not anymore. Not man. anymore. Maybe. <laughs> on the well, picture. On the picture. Yeah, on the picture. Uh, I'm still looking at it. Just checking on the two. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like a dollar for every time someone's told me I had the high ground. So <laughs> uh, it's so refreshing to hear Ewan McGregor say this to give us a, a look behind the scenes from producing these prequels. I, yeah. It drives me nuts whenever people criticize the acting of yeah. these movies from any of the cast. Like, you know, it's yes, it is the actor's job to act to make uh, unbelievable circumstances believable, right. uh, whether it's on a stage or on a green re green screen set. But that was like not really done a whole lot mm -mm. Uh, up until that point. Now every movie has like green screens in the background. Yeah. Actors are kind of used to it. But I think all things considered, that cast did a pretty great job. I agree. It, some of the dialogue was a little goofy in Star terms of the way it was written. Star Wars, but, though. Like there's goofy dialogue in every Star Wars movie. I dare... I challenge you yeah. to find one, even Rogue One, which I love, that has that weird scene with Vader and Mendelssohn where he like, Mendelssohn starts like begging or something like that. And his, he has a couple of weird lines in that scene. I wish I could remember that. Yeah. I, it, my point, but. I don't know what it is about the internet age where suddenly so many people are experts on writing dialogue in screenplays. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I want to ask every single one of these people who criticize, like, the writing of um, of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, mm -hmm. the writing of James Cameron movies, whenever they yeah. rewatch Avatar and they make fun yeah. of Avatar. It's like, okay, point to me an example of good dialogue. Right. I just want to know what you or think Or tell is me what, dialogue. or show me an example of you doing good dialogue. <laughs> like, Well, for sure. You could say that for anybody. I would say, but yeah, my, my number one cranky friend review, like, people who are just unpleasable with, with, uh, like tentpole movies, they're, they, it always is, oh, the script was brutal. And you're like, okay. I, I, you don't know how movies are made. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They don't know how movies are made. I was in a conversation yesterday where this is the case, and it's like, okay, 
I'm, I'm talking to someone who has never worked on the set of a film, doesn't understand how major motion pictures are created, right. how they're storyboarded out, how much the director has a say on it, how much the producer has a say on it, how much the studio has a say on it. Mm -hmm. So it's a drag. It always feels like the screenwriter gets dragged. And yeah. It's because people don't know how movies are made. Yep. So they'll say, oh, the writing's bad. The writing was just so bad. It's like, okay, <sighs> you do not understand what good writing is. No. And people will like say, like, oh, the dialogue was just so campy. It's like... Hollywood film as a genre right. has campy, unnaturalistic dialogue mm -hmm. because it's meant to be plot forward dialogue yeah. where you're trying to condense so much about revealing a character in one sentence that it has to be a little cliche and goofy. Mm. But that's the fun of it. Like you're it's you're not meant to be embedded in a conversation like you're watching a documentary. Right. It's like you're watching people who are representing things. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That being said, the writing on this WikiLeaks is a little weak. Uh, it's pretty bad. I mean, who wrote this script? Who wrote this shit? <laughs> who just starts their Monday mornings with a rant? You're following the most wholesome, yeah. sweetest, non-bitter uh, speech here by Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Didn't throw any shade at anyone. He even said, like, oh, you know, they just weren't well-received. And he kind of said it with a smile. And here we are saying, like, you assholes! If you had received it better, chat. he wouldn't have been so sad. And maybe would have watched it once in 2007. <laughs> Welcome back to New Rockstars, everyone. Obi-Wan Kenobi will end with one of these heroes having the high ground. But could we be seeing cameos from two of Kenobi's Clone Wars cohorts that haven't yet been considered by us? Perhaps Commander Cody or Cad Bane? Will our favorite gunslinger make us regret having given up our armor on Kenobi? Apologies if I'm uh, having trouble uh, vocalizing anything. Uh, my voice is a little uh, froggy because this past weekend I did my uh, first show with my new improv team here hey. in the San Francisco Bay Area. If you happen to come to that show, thank you so much. It was so sweet of you all to come support us like that. It was so much fun. But between that show and between the bar we went to afterwards that was playing death metal, oh. I shouted the entire night, yes. and my, I lost my voice a little bit by the well, end of the night. Well, Eric, you're not alone, because your co-host and partner in crime has also lost his voice uh, after uh -oh. a weekend of shouting. So we are gonna sound like, uh, I was at a five-year-old's birthday party telling people to get away from the pond. Uh, so <laughs> that's, uh, that's why I have no voice, but uh, we'll get through it. I think we need Tommy at every party telling people to get away from the pond. <laughs> Even if there's no pond. He's just <laughs> staring at the basketball hoop. Get away from that pod. It's just Pond Man. <laughs> um, okay, well, folks, we are less than two weeks away from Obi-Wan Kenobi's premiere on Disney+. And as we close in on these final days and look ahead to these first two episodes, some new evidence actually has us wondering if that Duros bounty hunter, Cad Bane, mm -hmm. may cross paths with Obi-Wan Kenobi on Dayu. And we haven't really talked about Commander Cody, but Commander Cody, the clone trooper that Kenobi was closest with, mm -hmm. if if Tamar Morrison is going to come back and play any cameo on the show, yeah. wouldn't it make the most sense, at least for the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi, to, to have to come face-to-face -face again with Commander Cody, or at least Commander Cody, to consult with the Inquisitors? Oh, on, yeah. Uh, you know, why he failed to gun down Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, reported him as dead when he was not, mm -hmm. in fact, dead. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot we can talk about here. Uh, first, we want to say our merch partners over at Epic Hero Shop have released a whole multiverse of merch inspired by Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, including 
some new shirt designs, and even some Gargantos stickers. Ooh. And there's still time to grab the limited edition Shattered Madness shirt number 15 in our latest Obsession series. Once it's gone, it's gone for good, so be sure to grab one today at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Yes. All right, Tommy, what are we talking in the world of stars? Well, we week? teased it, we pleased it, and now it's time to appease it. Could Cad Bane or Commander Cody appear on Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yes. Uh, uh, yes. The answer is always yes. Yeah. Everybody can always appear in everything. That's right. It's totally possible. Um, after Luke showed up in, uh, in Mandalorian Season 2, mm -hmm. that, those floodgates have been opened. Yes. In this case, the Cad Bane speculation really comes from some recent photos shared by Total Film showing Obi-Wan on the new planet of Dayu. Ah. And in the crowd behind him is a silhouette with a brimmed hat. Yes. And if you squint enough, it looks like it really could be Cad Bane. Ooh. Cad Bane is, of course, alive at this point in Star Wars history. Just to kind of remind you of the timeline, Obi-Wan Kenobi is taking place, you know, uh, eight or nine years uh, after the Bad Batch, which was chronologically when we last would have seen Cad Bane right. when he fought Fennec Shand to try to get Omega back to the Kaminoans. Ah. He failed, and he was so mad. That whole episode, mm -hmm. so much fun just to watch those two bounty hunters go toe-to-toe. Oh, -to -toe. Yeah. It really could have gone either way. Because they're, they're pretty evenly matched, I would mm -hmm. say. Now, many of us felt that after his memorable introduction to the Book of Boba Fett, such amazing prosthetics, mask construction, the voice work for the character was awesome. be pretty surprising for Lucasfilm to go to all that effort just to only use a character for those few episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I mean, many of us feel the same way about Black Chrysanthemum. I should Another be. character who was also active and alive at this I, point in Star Wars. I need more Black Chrysanthemum in my life. Definitely. I think we need both of them. Yeah. I, I want to see how both of them intersect with Obi-Wan Kenobi, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, and of course, Obi-Wan has a long history with uh, with Cad Bane from the Clone Wars episodes, a bounty mm -hmm. hunter that he used in many different ways uh, in various plots when Obi-Wan uh, actually infiltrated. He kind of face morphed himself, his, his identity to infiltrate a, a group of bandits. Uh -huh. uh, you know, it's just fun to have them yes. talk again. Yes. Um, now, uh, especially now that we hear that uh, the Inquisitors are activating all bounty hunters, mm -hmm. all scoundrels across the then galaxy. You got, then they to got they gotta be on it. Come on. Right. At least we gotta have like a John Wick, you know, everybody yeah. getting their notifications montage exactly. in on Cad Bane's comm. It's like, oh, I know oh. that mugshot. All right, let's do this. Good. No. Plug in, plug in the cheek tubes. Yeah. Here we Honey, go. honey, where are my cheek tubes? <laughs> honey, where's my hat? Cad. I'm the best cheek tube you're ever going to get. In my mind, Cad Bane's wife has a deeper voice than him. She's like, your cheek oh, tubes for sure. are where they always are. Up your ass. <laughs> she wears the rocket boots in that relationship, that's right. I think. <laughs> now, one thing that's always like amused me about the cheek tubes, they are there to bypass a, uh, a Jedi from force choking him to keep uh, his trachea from being his only supply of oxygen. Could not the force choke also include yes the, the tubes the tubes <laughs> just get just just widen your grasp a little bit no. also get the tubes no. crush it with the neck no you can only do this just so, a little pinch you can only this. get a pinch <laughs> the force only gives you a pinch <laughs> fair enough yep fair I will take it I have taken far wilder rationale to fill my plot holes absolutely in the past, so I don't I'm okay with that well, let's talk about Tamar uh, Morrison our buddy Tim. Possibly showing up on the season. He could play any of the clone troopers, of course. We've talked about Rex before, but Obi-Wan was closest to the clone trooper commander, Cody. The one, of course, fired upon him on Utapah. Mm. Now, you got to imagine the scenario here. They probably would not come face-to-face -face again. 
Because if they do, one of them's going to die. Right. You know, Kenobi would have to kill Cody. And yeah. that would suck to have to yeah. watch that. I don't want to watch that at all. That may happen, though. I just don't see Kenobi having to go to that length. That'd be like a really weird character beat for him. Yeah. But sadly, I could imagine a scenario where the Inquisitors bring in Commander Cody. Yeah. Now, at this point, you could say all the clone troopers have been killed off, right? That seemed to be... Uh, Palpatine, not Palpatine, uh, Tarkin's initiative yeah. in the Bad Batch. They wanted to be done with the clone troopers, Camino, mm -hmm. uh, boom, boom, boom. But Rex is a very, or Rex, Cody and Rex, obviously. Rex is still alive. We know we see him in Rebels, but right. Cody could be someone very important to uh, this whole investigation, could be a consultant. Yeah. And uh, you can imagine the Inquisitors dragging him before him, Vader dragging him before and said, Commander right. Cody, you were assigned to uh to obi-wan kenobi mm -hmm. you reported him dead right he's alive uh can you explain yourself right and then poor cody poor cody poor cody gone i yeah i uh i could see him being killed by vader or or the inquisitors like getting the sufficient answer they want out of him and then being like thank you like you know right definitely like, that could be something that they really do to break our hearts mm -hmm. uh, about the Inquisitors yeah. from the get-go. I feel like they to, have to do a couple of those, maybe not necessarily Commander Cody, but they're going to have to do a couple of those scenes where you're like, watch the Inquisitors kill a Jedi or something, and it's like, just to establish their brutality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, that whole speech that the Grand Inquisitor gives that I'm obsessed with, the it's Jedi itch. speech, right? Yeah. Um, like, that could be something that he says before executing Commander Cody. Mm -hmm. And granted, you know, it would suck to see Tamara Morrison play any character who dies, but he does play like hundreds of thousands. Yeah, I mean, they do books. need to kind of cut down his workload a bit, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, please I think kill be one more... character off per show. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be more exciting to see uh, Tamara Morrison play Commander Cody instead mm -hmm. of Rex, because just because Rex has more of the relationship with Ahsoka. Right. I want to see Rex show up in Ahsoka. Yeah, I agree. Um, but in this case, I kind of want to see Commander Cody. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Um, between these two, Cad Bane and Cody, who do you think is more likely or to cameo? I mean, I just think the men specific mention of all the bounty hunters being called in means Cad Bane showing up. I think yeah. they, they created the live-action version of him, or at least the, you know television version of him that's not a cartoon uh -huh. they put all that work into it it was a huge success in terms of response it would be a waste to not have him yeah i think so too <laughs> i think he this is a guy who just needs to show up in everything yep like we i want to see him in uh in andor as well you know absolutely like, if he is technically alive at this point in history mm. just have him walk around in the background you don't need to have him do too much you right. can just have him like get an alert and just be like all right and we don't need to see him in action i yeah. just i just like being reminded that he's alive and busy yeah just he's show him work show him brushing his teeth just show him he's getting <laughs> ready for work pour a glass of oj or just really like being an excellent husband to his yeah. wife like oh, satisfying yeah. her <laughs> he's just as much as she deserves to be absolutely satisfied. it's just it's just like uh one of those like rom-com things where like she just pulls the sheets down and there's cad bane just buried in her waist <laughs> <laughs> wookie leaks we don't have voices but we have high high libidos <laughs>
That's what the cheek tubes are there for, my friend. That's he doesn't good. need to come up for air. He needs he needs an extra oxygen source because those that mouth is working. It's occupied. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh boy. We have to cut to commercial here. In this case, our commercial or ad spot or sponsor this episode is just uh, really more of this kind of stuff. Yes. Which you can watch Tommy every uh, weekday on The Break Room. Yes. you got to check this out if you haven't already. It's our daily new live stream series. Shot from our actual break room at the New Rockstars HQ. Every weekday we talk about the latest nerd news. They break down uh, videos I have made and <laughs> react to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they interact with everyone in the chat. It's it's uh, awesome. There's a whole mandatory fun segment that's always a delight. Yes. Um, so this is where you can see Tommy, but you can also see people like uh, Zach Huddleston mm -hmm. and Jess Clemens. Heard of Brandon her. Barrick. Oh, yeah. Plenty of other people. Who, yes. Uh, are, are, and occasionally are, Eric Voss when he's in town. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes whenever I'm around. We'll take him when we can get him. Yes. <laughs> uh, so be sure to check out The Break Room Live right here uh, on the New Rockstars YouTube channel every weekday at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. So, uh, and that's not too bad for you guys over in, in the UK. I think mm -hmm. what, that would be that's 11, like 11. 11 or, or 2300, however you do. 2300 hours, <laughs> right before I go down for my nappy nap. <laughs> they are going to hate that. <laughs> All right, uh, Tommy, there's an yeah. interesting uh, quote that came out of an interview with Multiverse of Madness screenwriter Michael Waldron, mm -hmm. who is working on a new Star Wars screenplay. He mm -hmm. told Variety, quote, it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying having the freedom on that to do something that is not necessarily a sequel or anything. Maybe has a little bit less of a, it just doesn't have a bunch of TV shows and movies mm. that you're servicing on top of it the way I did with uh, Doctor Strange. So it's nice. It feels like a different exercise. So what do we think? Mike Waldron is working on what is this Star Wars movie that is completely separate from everything? I I am of two minds of what I would like to see from this. I either want him to be working on something that is so far back in the past that there is like maybe some books that are legacy or legends canon, not not uh, main canon, uh, or. I'd like to see him work on a film about when they sent the beacon out to the force sensitive children in um, mm. uh, uh, The Last Jedi, you know, and the kid mm -hmm. moves the broom with his hand. Broom kid. Broom kid. And then whoever else, you know, I've I made possibly a uh, almost maybe like a Goonies like adventure with those kids or something. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. I think it really comes down to the question of like, what makes a Star Wars a Star Wars? Right. Right. Like, mm -hmm. uh, is it one of the war? Because we know a lot of the wars that happen in Star Wars history, if mm -hmm. you're going back. Now, if you're going forward, no one really knows mm -hmm. what happens after, right. you know, uh, the rise of Skywalker. Right. If you're going in the past, like, we know there were, there were Jedi Mandalorian wars. We know there were mm -hmm. Jedi Sith wars. Oh, I mean, he could make wars. like a war movie. <laughs> yeah. If he's going to do a war movie, is one thing. Or is the story of Star Wars the the story of the Force right. and the way it occupies certain individuals over mm. time? Mm. Uh, and if that's the case, yeah, then can we look at other Force-sensitive kids? We can look into the sorcery, the witchcraft right. of, of the Force. To me, I think with what Waldron's strengths are, that is kind of the story I want to see from him. Yeah. Is the exploit. Because, you know, it's, 
again, we're, we've come back to uh, defending these screenwriters. Yeah. Because they need, they, with their high-paid salaries, they need us <sighs> to defend them. Because who won't? Who watches? Who won't? Who, who screenwrites the screenwriters? <laughs> uh, I think one of the cool things about Multiverse of Madness is, like, the way it explored witchcraft yeah. in the MCU. And the way it, yeah. it talked about things like dreamwalking and the sands of Nisanti with, like, this weird yeah. Danny Elfman rock music. I love the guitar stingers. Opening. Every time they would get, like, real witchy, it'd yeah. be like, meow. <laughs> yeah. That's how I, like I think it, the guy has a real talent. Cat. That I did that. <laughs> she needs she needs the breathing tube. I, I think Waldron could do a uh, a new take on the yep. way the force works as for sure as a kind of a sorcery or wizardry, yeah. um, and just kind of the older days of the Jedi to show the more High Republic era. The Jedi yes, the high classy Jedi back before it got all trashed. You know, before Danny DeVito <laughs> got in and <laughs> mussed it all up. I assume Danny DeVito's a Jedi. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> I think he is. He's got it, right? I, I mean, the guy. He the can guy do it. has skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think that's what I want from, like, there's, there's some upcoming Star Wars titles yeah. I'm excited for, obviously, mm -hmm. that intersect with everything we're seeing. But whenever we're starting fresh, like, let's just, like, go way back hundreds of years. Yeah. Or way forward hundreds of years. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and show us, like, a conflict or like a either a war or just something that delves into the mysticism of yep. it uh maybe back before you know because now we have terms like midichlorians it'd be great yeah. if like we go to the era of star wars before things like midichlorians were even codified within the universe mm -hmm. before they knew it as a science or any kind of scientific term mm -hmm. it was just something that was pure magic for right them, you know we will leave it there for this episode of wookie leaks all right uh we want to thank you all so much for joining us again Check out Tommy later today on uh, on the break room. Mm -hmm. It'll be an exciting episode, I'm sure. You can follow me at EA Voss, follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold, follow New Rockstars, subscribe to Wookie Leaks wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching and goodbye. Goodbye.